Welcome to the crux of investing in finance, everybody. My name is Jay, and thank you for joining me. I just want to thank each and every one of you for listening. It means a lot to me. If you haven't already, please follow our Instagram at Investonomics Education and our Facebook page at Investonomics. So please sit back, relax, and I hope you can learn something new. Before we dive in today, I just want to say that this is a primarily video-based show. So for to get the full experience, you should go to Investonomics YouTube channel, like and subscribe to the channel, and you can follow the video there for a nice visual representation of what I'm going to be talking about. Welcome back, everybody. So today we're going to be talking about modern portfolio theory, and this is going to be part one of the finance series on this channel. So to start off, portfolio theory is the backbone of finance, and it kind of holds finance together in its origination. And it came in 1952 when Harry Markowitz wrote a game-changing paper in the Journal of Finance at the time, and it revealed the ability to be able to manage risk and return at the portfolio level instead of at the asset level. So shortly after, after his discovery, Markowitz won the Nobel Prize in economics because this was such an influential finding. He found that attempting to minimize risk and maximize return at the same time does not make sense. You need to choose one or the other. So instead, he suggested taking a preferred level of expected return, a fixed level, that is, and minimizing the variance or risk for that level of return, so for that fixed level. And looking at it from the other side, he said that the highest expected return can be found for a fixed variance or risk level. So essentially, he discovered a modern approach to diversification, as we know it today, for portfolios within a stock portfolio, and further provided a visual representation of this famously known as the efficient frontier. And we'll see this in just a moment. The efficient frontier plots a curve that maps every risk and return combination and decides which are feasible and which ones are not. And we'll see that here we can plot it. So we have risk or variance on the horizontal axis and expect a return on the vertical. And that blue part is the efficient frontier. So this is where we have our efficient combinations of risk and return. So as you can see here, I'm plotting this. You get a lower expected return at the bottom there. And at the top part, you get a higher expected return for the same risk level. So a rational investor will always choose the higher expected return. It's also important that we assume here that investors are risk averse and this means that they dislike risk and they pass up a fair gamble when offered one. So each different combination of assets forms a different frontier like the one we saw above. And an important consideration for the choice of assets is their correlation with one another and this is very big in finance as well. So if one asset rises by a price in one dollar and another falls, they're correlation is negative one. If the asset rises by one dollar and the other also rises by one dollar, the correlation is positive one. But if one asset rises by one dollar and the other does not change at all, it's zero, the correlation is zero and they're not correlated at all. And this is really important in order to determine and to eliminate portfolio risk. So we can plot on the same space again and we can see when we have negative one we can eliminate risk completely there on the vertical axis. Between negative 1 and 1, we can't quite eliminate it, and with 1, we can't really eliminate all the risk. And as I've noted here, when rho is negative 1, which is the correlation coefficient, we can eliminate all of the risk. And risk can still be minimized when we have between negative 1 and 1, 
but if row is one, there's no way to do this. So there's three types of portfolios that I'd like to focus on today. So minimum variance portfolios, MV portfolios, which take a given expected return and minimize variance. The mean variance efficient portfolio, which finds the highest expected return for a given risk or variance level. And finally, the global minimum variance portfolio or GMV, which is one for which no portfolio has a lower variance for any level of expected return, not for a fixed level, so for all. So above and to the right of the GMV portfolio, we can see that the it is on the efficient frontier and it trades higher returns for higher risk levels when we do this. So in general terms, the expected return for portfolio theory is the weighted expected return of all assets and the variance is the variance of all assets weighted and their correlation is also incorporated. Markowitz further made his impact even more influential on finance by considering the aspect of a risk-free asset, such as a government bond, into this framework. So this can be seen as a vertical, a dot on the vertical axis since it carries zero risk. And at the intercept, we have a portfolio consisting of 100% of the risk-free asset, but can hold assets as well as the risk-free asset to reach a risk level that's less than the GMV. So again, in the same space, we can plot the same thing. We can see the GMV. And there's our risk-free asset on the vertical axis, and we can see the capital allocation line, which allows us to choose the amount of risk-free asset to hold. So any point on the capital allocation line is different weights in the risk-free asset and the stocks in our portfolio. And above the tangency portfolio, we need to short sell the risk-free asset in order to obtain this. And the capital allocation line further forms the basis for the capital asset pricing model, or the CAPM, and I'll save this for a future video. At the tangency portfolio, we are on the efficient frontier, so we hold none of the risk-free asset. It's only our stock portfolio as before, since we lie on that level. So it's also important to have the expected return of the risk-free asset less than the GMV expected return, because if the expected return from the risk-free asset is equal or greater than the GMV portfolio, investors would only choose the risk-free asset. So I'll see you guys next time. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating on here. It means a lot to me. And make sure to write a little review, either what we can improve or what you liked. That helps us out a bunch. I'll see you guys next time.